MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Welcome to The Greatest, a production of iHeartRadio. All right, and welcome back, or welcome to another episode of The Greatest. I'm not saying quarantine edition anymore. This is what it is. No, this is now uh, revolution edition. Yeah. We are, we're in the laundry room, of course, and when we record at this time of night, the sun hits me in my eyes in a really upsetting way, and so blocking it, instead of getting a curtain or anything, we just have a giant protest poster that says Black Lives Matter that's blocking the sun. So, dual purpose. And no, but it, honestly, I don't want our neighbors to see it. I think our neighbors are on the right side. Okay, um, hopefully. Okay. The voice you're wow. hearing is Megan Gailey. Yes, I'm Megan Gailey, and this is my husband and co-host CJ Toledano. And today we have a very special guest, someone we've been trying to get on the podcast, but he's busy. He works. And so now that the world has different hours and schedules, we were able to make it happen. Originally from D.C., he's going to correct me and be more specific <laughs> about what it is, and I'm happy to get into that. No one makes me more excited to see do stand like, I just love watching him. Um, one of the hosts of Airbuds, Give it up for Jamel Johnson. Oh, Jesus Louises. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> you, you guys are fantastic. Yeah. I forget people aren't here to clap. You know, like sometimes. Well, I yeah, you do like the Oprah. Hosting. Yeah. I, you hype I me. Host- you you well, pipe me up. Good, good, good. Okay. No, I said DC. We, we were talking about this when we were DMing. Where specifically are you from? I'm from Northern Virginia, okay, which is oh. it's all connected. Wow, 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 wow. All right, yeah. we're we're on the DMV. same highways. Yeah, yep. I'm the V, and I'm from Arlington and Woodbridge. And I have to say Woodbridge because that's where I lost my virginity. But I spent a lot of time <laughs> in both towns, and then I lived in DC proper for like five years too. Is and that where you started stand up? Yeah, or comedy? yeah, yeah. I started in Woodbridge at Britney's Sports Bar, which is Whoa. just like <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's so a DUI rarely. factory. Yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> so rarely do you hear a woman's name attached to like a tavern, in, yeah, a, in a sports tavern especially. Yeah, and Britney did not fucking play. Okay, they you know wing night, pretty good deal. Karaoke, uh-huh. it's going nuts. Uh, early on, it would get pretty ratchet. People throwing glasses of Hennessy, things of this nature. But wow. uh, I love that place so much. And I remember I finally got it was like an open mic. And it was actually one of the better open mics in the whole area. What I found out later, there would just always be a crowd like it was just not, it wow. was just so far from the city. It was nothing for anybody to do. And then I finally got to host it. And then I ran the show into uh, the ground. Yeah, I, I killed it. It was great. <gasps> Wow. I've done that with, um, yeah. Listen, I honestly think the better the comedian you are, the worse you are at running shows. Yeah, because you want to do a bunch of other shows. 
Yeah, you're just like, yeah. I, I You want to do other shows? You want to run your hour between comics? You know, I've never been a successful producer. Probably actually one of the worst comedy producers ever um, did, in the Did Jamel ever do that show? Uh, did you ever do my my show at Highland Park Bowl? You must have. No, no. Nah. What the? F- wow, well, see? So, Look how bad I am. Not yeah, even booking people did, I like. Your show was <laughs> trash. Well, uh, the thing is, yeah, the, <laughs> she didn't run it so much that I ended up producing it more than you did. That's not true. Okay. How come, oh, I was because, like setting no, up lights I'm, and yeah, all that. Yeah, because I can't set up lights and do, I don't, that's just not. Those what lights do you is do? not me either. I don't do lights either though, for real. No, You're I'm not, not doing I'm lights. I'm not standing on a chair. I'm not getting on no ladders. No. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's primarily how I got into it. I kind of was just good at. Climbing up ladders, putting Ugh. up curtains. Oh my god! Standing on wobbly pointing, fucking yeah. bar chairs. Hell no! Yeah. That's how I cut my teeth. Jamel and I, we have bigger. We want to live. No, you guys are good comics. You I guys talk about things on stage. Too. Now, why do you think I assumed you were from Maryland? Well, I guess just because I'm black. I feel like Maryland is the blacker <laughs> of the th- I think of that is the correct. three areas. I it's definitely. That. Which I, I mean, at least that's how it feels. Yeah. You know, in my head, but you know, it's all pretty. It, I would, I guess, we've kind of been d- downgraded as an area to kind of black, which is still yeah. exceptionally black, more more black yeah. than most of the country still. But oh yeah, well, yeah. I mean, DC is to me the most integrated city I have ever been to in the United States. I don't know. A I ton, guess New but- Orleans. Yeah, yeah. New everybody's like, just drunk DC, down everybody's there. Everybody's together in DC. That's just how it. That's how it felt to me. Yeah, it was, and there would just be one crazy guy with the uh, Obama's a snake van. You know what I mean? But everybody else, <laughs> everybody else, it was all love. Mm-hmm. That's great. I've loved everyone that that came from DC. Like, who who are some alumni? Like comedians, athletes. Who are we talking about? Who's representing your area? Uh, Adrian Dantley. Uh, okay. Uh, Wanda Sykes, Chappelle, oh, Martin great. Lawrence, yeah, wow. Uh, Patton Oswalt is claiming. Uh, who else? Who else is from out there? Uh, right now, I mean, Hampton, Yunt, Seton Smith, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. couple, couple guy guys. Uh, who else? No, that's a good. That's no, that's a very good crew. My brother <laughs> used to work at a hookah bar in D.C. I'm wondering if you ever went to it. I cannot remember what it was. I was never, when I was in D.C., I wasn't a hookah bar guy. I was only a hookah bar guy when I was like 18 and a half. <laughs> for, for six months? And then or yeah. what? Or are yeah, you now? it was just okay. like, it was like a six months. I was really into it. We would go to this hookah bar in Woodbridge and play Uno. <laughs> Excuse me. She was love. <laughs> I got it. Dude, I, I've been seeing these like. Now they're making hype beast Uno cards. Have you guys gotten the Instagram ads for this? No. What? No. Why, why do you say? It, because I, Instagram knows I'm not going to buy that. But Instagram My obviously Instagram sees ads. you as a sitting duck. I keep getting vegan nuggets and a lot of stuff about my oh, hairline. Yeah, I get that. They keep coming to at me about my hairline. I get a lot of. Um, I, it's like it's a specific filter. It, it's that white girl influencer filter. All my ads are like those gr- girls in really, really big hats with pants yep. that are cinched together at the waist. Yep. That oh, those okay. time and then and bathing suits with tassels everywhere. Okay, so I guess this is the big question: <laughs> Have you guys ever felt compelled to buy things from Instagram? Ads? I bought things. I won. From, I did. Yeah. I bought an. I bought a thing. I bought a crazy jersey from an Instagram ad. <laughs> yep. Okay, I want to hear. It. I I want to talk about jerseys too. I know this isn't the episode, but I got to talk about jerseys when we have you on. I mean, that's you know fully fair, and I don't yeah. mind it at all. It was it's it's, it's like some uh, soccer team. It's like an Italian soccer team's jersey, and like a li- like a little kid did the drawing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like it's a dolphin. Like heading a soccer ball, like that becomes a rainbow. Okay. Oh my gosh! And, wow. and then at the bottom it says "By Luigi." What? Wow. Wait, that what's "By sim- Luigi"? That's the little boy. I, I, I think it's the little boy. I think it's just this little boy who drew it. Wow. What? What? Like I, I thought it was like I thought it was like, like, like "Bye Bye" isn't. Oh yeah, yeah. No, like what's sweepstakes like you know they're like you get you can name our new type of pizza but to be able to draw an entire jersey and have your name on it like that is that's beyond make a wish but i thought 
Uh, by Luigi meant like, as in like by Felicia, or like no. by, like <laughs> Luigi. Was, you thought that was Italian by Felicia? Yeah, like Felicia by was maybe the like the dolphin no. or like the dolphin opponent, and then it like headed the ball no. for the win and said, "Okay, by Luigi." No, nah, it's Luigi D'Agostino. Okay, oh, six-year-old boy from Italy. It was the team. It's it's Pescara Calcio, some Italian sure. squad. I don't know. But it's and crazy. How, it's much, nuts. how much did that jersey run you? Oh man, it was in euros. I wasn't even paying attention, bro. <gasps> wow. it was a, yeah, I think it ended up being that. about. It ended up being about fifty bucks. I think somewhere around. Oh, that's right. a deal. No Instagram. I mean, Instagram products. You get yourself a deal. I just bought this dad hat. Or the swoosh is a joint. Oh boy! Ooh. It, it is embarrassing in the no, best way. No, you said it was the funniest <laughs> hat you've ever seen. Ooh, 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 ooh. And, and like, the, I have to be honest, the artwork isn't even that good. Like it, when it I first takes saw a it, I was to like, realize what it is. It kind of That's looks like good. the thing that like Timon and Pumbaa squeeze juice out of to try and get Simba into their weird diet. Like it's not; it doesn't even look like smoke. It's bad. Um, but I'm happy that CJ. I am a sucker for like bootleg. Uh, merchandise that has like funny swooshes. Like mm. they have a peanut butter and jelly one, or it's a peanut butter and jelly, but a Nike swoosh. Did you I'm, get it? No, I'm contemplating it. It's only 15 bucks. <laughs> oh, I did buy a Jordan Clarkson jersey, uh, bootleg throwback jazz jersey from a weird site. $30. Yo, <gasps> oh, okay. should I With get the, it, uh, the mountains? Yeah. Should I get the SpongeBob dub zeros? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I yes, probably need those. You gotta get those. Because Dub Zeros, like, if you get, like, the bootleg fake Dub Zeros, they were already, they already looked fake anyways, because it looked like yeah. nine different Jordans. So I got to show <laughs> Megan what Dub Zeros are. I feel like I'm oh, showing yeah. you. Now. No, I don't, I truly don't care. Jamal, how are you, how are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm great. You've been cracking me up on Twitter. Oh, thanks. Um, it's uh, it's all know, I have. <laughs> You have a you have a way to be an activist and funny at the same time, and it's really not a departure from your stand up voice. And I think we all really, really, really appreciate it during this time. Well, damn, thanks, guys. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna try to keep giving y'all some hits. Uh, you know, I've decided my strategy during this quarantine is to just tweet manically, like just give yeah. into it, like just mm-hmm. become like harness that like. Kanye, you know, and Amber Rose just broke up. Like, <laughs> like ride that. Don't mm-hmm. deny. Don't deny it. Just ride it. Yeah, I mean, I'm on my phone nonstop, so I'll like, I'm refreshing. Like, I want the tweets. I don't ever like. I do get that criticism from people. Like, hey, you tweet too much. My coworkers say that. Mm. It's just like I'm providing you content. Mm-hmm. I'm talking it's about a, a Super Nintendo game that you may not remember, <laughs> but now you do. <laughs> That's the only way you can be seen either. This is a pro tip. You yeah. have to just keep firing. If you put yes. out one tweet, no one's going to see it unless it's the best tweet ever. You got to drop like 10, dude. Yeah, it is. You know, I will retweet a arrest Brianna Taylor's killers and then and then I'll have something, you know, yesterday a, a mosquito flew inside of my shorts and bit my my butt. And I was high, and so I wanted to tweet, man, bugs are freaks. Um, (laughs) But then I was like, I had just tweeted about wanting police brutality to end. And it's like, is that, can you, can you do back to back? I mean, serious, silly. You just got to pin, you just got to pin the activism, pin the activism up top. Okay. And then you can get get crazy. Okay. That's I mean, and honestly, it is a social issue if you're trying to cancel a bug. I'm not trying to cancel a bug, but it is yeah. cr- like anyone else fly up my shorts and bite my butt. You're in big trouble. And it's just <laughs> anyone else. Crazy what are, that what are, bugs are just. What are the options? They like you guys have penises. I have a vagina. And sometimes they, they they bite <laughs> so close to my vagina. And it's like, that's fucked up. Bite my foot. Get but, out of here. So bite your foot. Matt, can you imagine saying that to a man? Bite my, yeah, bite my foot and not my vagina. <laughs> Jamel, our number one fans are my parents, and they took issue with me mentioning my bush last week. And I'm not issue, you know, they go, We love the podcast. Eh, I didn't need the bush. So now I'm two weeks in a row. I'm really sorry, Dad. And it's supposed to be Father's Day and his birthday. Damn it. I'll do a clean one for you, Grumps. <laughs> Jamel, how are, how are you uh, dealing sports wise? What have you, how have you been getting your fix? And are you excited for the the season to, re- to return? 
I am semi excited. Not a full, not a full chub, but I gotta, you yeah. know, I'm working on it. Um, if you don't make, I, if you don't look at me, maybe I could get a chub. You know, that's where I am with it. <laughs> and uh, other than that, I been, I was pumping a lot of old highlights early. I would mm-hmm. uh I would just fire up the uh, DJ Pro and then uh play a bunch of YouTube highlights and then have music in the yeah. background and then just you know just uh, twitch myself into an oblivion. Yeah, I-, I was watching some of those. So like there, I think there was like a f- there was like a few of us in there, and it was just soothing. Like I was just on my phone sometimes uh, before I go to bed, or Megan will go to sleep early, but I'll be in the bed and I'll hook up headphones to my phone and just watch stuff. And I- that was like genuinely my calm app. You playing highlights with like Kenny Lattimore playing over it, that and then is- it ended up. Oh yeah, man, that was ahead. my that was just my crowning achievement. The way that song lined up with the uh ring ceremony from yeah. uh 96 or 7, whenever the year the beginning of the last dance year. Yep. That mm-hmm. ceremony, I I was really proud of that cuz that wasn't fully intentional. <laughs> um I'm just checking my Instagram DMs and I see that you've sent us the dolphin jersey and it is so oh, yeah. good. So I think actually what ended up happening is that this was, I don't know if he drew it or if Luigi just colored it the best, but I've seen you wear this jersey too. And now I'm so happy to know the story behind it. No, you haven't. I, it ain't even came yet. It just, oh. it, it just <laughs> Make it. That's classic me. <laughs> That's classic. Um, I mean, I've worn some bad. wild, I've worn some flagrant shit. It's fine. You know. What is the wildest jersey you have? The wildest jersey I have is probably a hockey jersey, a uh, AHL team called the Kentucky Thoroughblades. <laughs> it's a oh, and it's like a horse. It's kind of in the colorway of the old Mighty Ducks, and it's a mm-hmm. very buff horse with skates, oh. like with a stick. You feel me? That one's flagrant, mm. but uh, one the one that's more rare than that. Shouts out to DC Stallworth. I hope that's a good term. Wes Martens, my guy. This comic I came up with, he gave me his adult rec league jersey. One of the dudes on his team worked for Anheuser-Busch, so they got custom Bud Ice jersey. I have a jersey. I have a a Bud Ice hockey jersey with a penguin on it who is also wearing a Bud Ice hockey jersey with helmet. And he doesn't have skates on. so sick. It's got webbed feet on the penguin. (laughs) Well, yeah, because he doesn't need it. He can walk on the Cracking ice. Cracking up yeah. Bud Ice? Well, you know, oh, he's just my. repping the set. He's repping. Yeah. The, okay. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> love that. Yeah, I mean, because I, I haven't gotten into hockey jerseys that much outside of like the, the 90s Mighty Duck stuff, but I've been looking at um, Cleveland Lumberjacks Ooh, okay. uh, stuff. It's like an old beaver. And who are the cartoonish. Cleveland Lumberjacks? I, I don't know if that's AHL, but it's just like a step below gotcha. NHL. Yeah. So that's, I mean, there are other people like me, Megan out there i know that okay i know that just want to make sure that's why i want I, but the thing is i want you to sell your things to those people <laughs> i want you to start exploiting those people the way someone exploited <laughs> you that's all Same, I, i've been trying to know, figure like, it out too bro we got to team like the up circle man. of life yeah i yeah i mean i bought i bought that mellow syracuse jersey off you that's hanging up nice on my rack uh yeah you you have quite the collection and, I, and honestly you i love how you buy obscure stuff and stuff that just genuinely makes you happy. Like that's how I also buy stuff as well. Yeah. I like a Jersey that's connected to a team that didn't do that great. I am. In, <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm in, I love a deal, but I'm also inspired by failure. Love it. Should we take a quick break and then we'll come take back with the topic? Break. Yes. Okay. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. So this topic, uh, we are doing greatest sports documentary. And yeah, CJ and I have been wanting to do this for a long time. And there's obviously so much talk going on about documentaries that people should watch right now. 13th, mm-hmm. like a, a lot of they're being suggested to try and get help off of the help off of the main page of Netflix. So documentaries are definitely in the cultural lexicon right now. And then I really do think that sports documentaries have a lot to say yeah. about about being black in America as someone named Megan, who's not black in America, but I have learned a lot about sports, but then also racism, classism, like they, they touch on everything. They're rarely about sports. It's like, yeah, it's where I learn everything else. Now, Jamel, we watched a non-sports documentary called Comedian last (laughs) night. Have you seen this film? No, I don't think so. No. Okay. It's a a documentary that follows Jerry Seinfeld, but then side players end up becoming. Say the name. Say Orny Adams. Orny Adams. Do you know Orny Adams? I do know Orny Adams. Okay. This is a sports documentary. This is Inside the Mind of a Madman. Um, (laughs) And I don't know Orny now. And you know what? Like, respect him. He's had a long career. This came out in 2000, 2001. And like, Still doing those club dates. I mean, obviously not right. I mean, you know, actually. He's going to be on the, he'll, he'll be on he'll the be front on the road, line of comics but, returning. Um, we were watching last night and I was like, this, this could count, but it, it, it's not, it's not going to. Um, no. Well, I just, it was, comedians are mentally ill. That's like yes. every single person that. Seinfeld like, included. Absolutely. Everyone oh, yeah, seemed fucking insane. I really don't take joy in watching stand-up You made me turn off us because you were too scared and then we turned on comedian. Whatever. We don't need to air our grievances <laughs> in front of our friends. <laughs> uh, okay, so Jamel, do you want to lead us off with your number three greatest sports stock of all time? Mm, um. Okay. And I get first pick? Yep. Damn, this is tough. Uh, but I don't give us your best be one. We like to we like to go in ascending or like three. You give and if us there's your an three. overlap. There's an overlap. Okay, okay. I'll give you my number three. Women of Troy. Mm. The USC, wow. uh, the eighties yeah. women's basketball. It is new, and I did like it a lot. And I mm-hmm. and I uh, it, I just liked it because it was um, something different, you know. Like, we just don't ever see any women's highlights ever. And we finally got some good Cheryl Miller footage, which I've been which I've been wanting since I saw her on Living Single, bro. (laughs) And so you really really love women's basketball. I mean, you're a huge WNBA fan. Are you a season ticket holder? No, but I have been down (laughs) from the jump. I've been down from the jump and I've really heated up since the Mystics have gotten good. It's harder when the Mystics suck. Like, that's the reason I don't talk about football as much, because yeah. my team is bad. So, mm-hmm. 
having the mystics be good ways. just really yeah really amped me up the past couple years but yeah and i was a big fan of the uh comets back in the day so seeing i didn't know that cynthia cooper was also on the same college team as cheryl miller and they were fucking nasty they just destroyed people yeah i mean cheryl miller people talk and uh and i don't know the women's game as as well but cheryl miller they say is probably the goat right would you say that megan i Uh, mean like the thing is though she like what she didn't play in the WNBA like it didn't exist did she just I know but like how old was she when it debuted like did she have she just missed like her playing well, she, prime or what yeah she missed it she was out of her prime and she also uh she was uh she just came up in an era where they really didn't have like good technology or like uh sports mm-hmm. science or whatever because she blew her knee up yeah yeah she blew her knee up uh at the end of her senior year when she was about to go overseas and then basically just called it quits from there. Cheryl Cooper did end up going overseas and getting a bunch of dubs. And by the time she came back, she came back as basically like, like second three Pete Jordan. It was like older. We didn't even see Cynthia Cooper in her prime. She was wow. like wow. late twenties, early thirties, maybe rookie year, you know? Yeah. And I mean, by the time the WNBA came around, Cheryl was probably making so much more as a commentator than you ever could as a WNBA player, unfortunately. Yeah, it's man. The the inaugural season of the WNBA is hilarious as well. A lot of rookies (laughs) with uh, you never see rookies with bags under their eyes. Oh, Oh, man. I said a this. I'm just saying, just imagine you like, you know, I mean, (laughs) it's their eighth job. Like people are you know, they play this already shortened season. You super people are hungry. like, man, they get to uh they get to relax and train. It's just like, no, they have two to three more leagues to play in because they are trying to like all that combined is gonna be what, like three hundred K. Like it's it's insane. And the, you know, like love and basketball is kind of loosely based on the two of them, yep. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, yeah, that was USC, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. played there. Um, it's also a great name. Women of Troy just like sounds badass. Um, we, I have not seen it. CJ has not seen it. We got, it's on the list for sure. Absolutely. You Um, cry every time I send you a picture of Reggie and Cheryl. Oh, it's like my screensaver. Yeah. I love them. I love them holding basketballs together. I love them hugging their, their, I post pictures of them on siblings day. We should get Cheryl on the show. I'd love to CJ. Gosh, you know what? (laughs) I wish you hadn't taken a hit of weed before we started this. Why would you tell? Cause you're a damn nuisance to me. (laughs) Um, Okay. So great first pick. You want me to go next, CJ? Yes, yes. Okay, so I'm actually staying within the Miller family. My third pick is winning time. Is it biased? Yeah. For sure. No, it's beautiful. Yeah, For and sure. I figured you would. That's why I didn't Thank want to take you. it off the board. Get get yours. Well, get yours. That's so, so, so sweet. I mean, I, I absolutely 30 for 30s have revolutionized the sports documentary mm-hmm. field like that. We could we could do an episode just great as 30 for 30s. They are incredible. It's so great that ESPN has outsourced them and doesn't really do them. And they leave it up to the people that are like more talented at that. And so whenever someone has never seen a 30 for 30, this is the one I always recommend. I think it's funny. It obviously has drama. It it has villains. It has heroes. Like it's just so good. And it is obviously really targeted in on me. It's like, it's my childhood. It's, it's one tenth of what the Jordan doc was. It's it's my version of that. It's just a sliver. Honestly, I would say it's better than the last wow. dance. And we could talk about that a little bit. I'm just I'm just thinking back. But winning time is one of my favorite. I, I don't have it on my list, but like it is maybe the funniest documentary. Mm-hmm. Like people, it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. It's suspenseful. It's, so good. it's heartbreaking. Like I used to when I f- first watched that for the f- first couple times, like I would go to bed sad for Patrick Ewing. Mm. Um, it was the first time I liked Reggie Miller. It was, mm-hmm. you know, the the comedic timing and pacing of it. Like, and it's so quotable, like the presence of my, like Spike Lee. And I, I mean, I don't want to, I'm not trying to diss Indianapolis, but it was kind of like that series was racially charged. Yeah, oh, I mean, sure. it, uh, it's 
the documentary starts with them interviewing a bunch of white people that are mad the Pacers didn't draft Steve Alford. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it definitely is is a tough look. The Last Dance gave us another tough look. So rarely are documentaries funny. Like, I feel like the documentaries that I'm really drawn to are like, you learn something, you're devastated. And there's no comedians in it either. No, it's just Reggie Miller is funny. And the way he antagonizes people is hilarious. Um, Yeah, I I love it. And when I tell people to watch it, they're like, oh, yeah, this is so good. You don't have to like sports to be into this documentary at all. So it's my third pick. That's a great pick. Okay, CJ, you give us your third. My third pick, uh, Undefeated 2011. Sorry. Have you seen this, Jamel? Ooh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my wow. gosh. This is like, this is another one of those docs where I'm like, you don't have to know sports. It won It won an Oscar. For Best Documentary best Feature. Best Documentary Feature, not Best Sports Documentary Feature. It won Best Documentary. And I saw it on accident, just like I was skipping class when I was in Chicago. And it is this story about this inner city Memphis team, always been a loser. Uh, don't, they don't have equipment. Yeah, they don't, they have, don't have equipment. It is, and so it was directed by these two guys, Daniel Lindsay and TJ Martin. And they were just kind of like these videographers that were sent on an assignment to go and get footage of this really fast, huge lineman. His name was O.C. Brown. Like they were like, oh, this guy's going to be in the NFL. Like, let's go catch, uh, catch him early. So they went down there and then this story was unveiled of just like, or this like cast of characters from this, just like, you know, your classic white uh, coach owns a construction business. His name is Coach Courtney. And you would think this dude is like super Republican, but you find out he's just like this great inspirational leader who gets through to like these just like knuckleheads. There's just like an underdog in it. And there's also, yeah, the the high school phenom um, produced by Puff Daddy Mm -hmm. and the guy who made King of Kong. And it it has that all the elements of it's Funny, suspenseful. There's a scene in it that is one of the most moving things I've ever seen. Yeah. And when, uh, like, undefeated, without undefeated, there is no last chance you and there is no cheer. Like, it is, it is the direct, like, it is the reason that those got made because, and they didn't steal the playbook from them, but it's just like, oh, people like this kind of thing, then let's keep making it because it is so moving and so beautiful. Um, Yeah, it's, it was my number two. I love it. I love it so much. And honestly, yeah, that's like a genre and it's a, a sports doc, not about this very important on the surface team. Yeah, I mean, the, the one of the kids, he's not big enough, but he plays the line. His name is Money Brown. And so it's like after a practice and they follow him back uh, to his house and he introduces the camera crew to his turtle. Uh, and it's just, I don't want to spoil any more of it, but Jamal, I bet you'd love it. Would like, love and I he's think not I'm already all in. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not even saying you would love, like everybody would love it. It's just a, it's a beautiful, beautiful film. Yeah. Great, great pick, CJ. Thank you. Okay, well, no, let's just keep going. Want to keep going? All right. Jamal, give us your number two pick. My number second pick, um, When We Were Kings. Oh, yeah. 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 Beautiful. Ali uh, versus Foreman, Rumble in the Jungle. Yep. You watched it the other night. Yeah, I was trying to get Megan to watch it a little bit, but yeah, you got to watch from the beginning. Just everything about that. I mean, you see Foreman before he is like who we know of him today. Like, it's insane that he was kind of like this Ivan Drago dude back then. And then just and then you just watching it realize, oh, Ollie was maybe the greatest all around athlete of all time. Like, no one's close. I know. All he did was fucking win, man. And he's so, and he's so, um, it's not funny, but it's, it's this, he like captures you. Those are, um, fireworks that they're setting off in broad daylight. Um, he, you, you are just like, what is he going to say? What is he going to do? Where is he going to go? Your eye just goes to him. Like, even when you see him fighting George Foreman, who is so, I mean, we love him. We love his grill. We love all of his work. But you see the two of them and it's like, oh, my God, Muhammad Ali is a king. He is. He's yep. a legend. He's a he's a god. And that was about all of those guys, kind of that title. The part them being in the country is is so interesting. Like, yeah, it's just a very compelling story that they tell in a really 
great way. What's your favorite scene from it, Jamel? Oh, uh, dude, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched that during a while. I just know it's super important. It's just, yeah, it's so important. I mean, it's like the one. Yeah. I mean, if, if you watch all the Rocky movies and then you watch that, you go, Oh, so they just so the Rocky movies just took the greatest hits from when we were kings. That's how important it was. Like, and it exactly. was just documenting real life. And then Rocky and Creed were like, "Oh, let's just do the training the training montage from when we were kings." And then you're like, "Wow, I love this. This is my favorite." Yeah, movie. let's just make him white. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's um, yeah. I'm glad it swung back though to Creed to Michael B. Jordan. Nobody um, has any thoughts. No, we're on that. happy to. We're happy to. No, we're <laughs> no, happy too. Because this is an honorary spot. I really wanted to say, um, uh, you guys know. Do you do? Do you count skateboarding as a sport here? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. Right. You know that oh, one? Oh yeah. Yep. I mean, all that Spike Jones shit. I count it. I mean, and I I love yeah. it. Yeah. Right is TikTok. Thirty years before TikTok. For sure. It is. Megan, have you ever seen the footage of the skateboards without people on them? Like, do it like. Mm, I don't think so. it's skateboarding really they, is a blind spot in my life. They did. They were doing TikTok bits, but you would like this one, especially Megan, because uh, the first part, this guy, Brandon Beeble, uh, does a kickflip in a Peyton Manning jersey over okay. <laughs> over a traffic barrier. It's like the it's like the second trick yeah. in the whole show. It's crazy. In. Then yeah. I'm in. Then I'm in. And then like Owen Wilson appears and you're like, damn, when Hard. Owen Wilson's just hanging out with you. Does so. he skateboard? I think like a little bit, but like but the, his, his, his like famous scene is like him talking about all these intricate moves that he did, but he did not. He's oh, just okay. Owen Wilson. Okay. So he's Orny Adams of this no, documentary. No. See, skateboarders are the most like mentally together. I think that's like, he's the opposite. Of oh, okay. Interesting. Jamel, that was a great, uh, you pick, You did two picks and I love that. I like Yeah, I just kind of doubled up. No, yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. Um, my number two pick was going to be undefeated. And so I'm going to sub in one of my honorable mentions that I also feel passionately about. And that is Benji. Benji's a great one. Um, oh, set in nice. Chicago. It's just, it's really, it's so devastating. Um, it's one of the saddest sports stories. It's based on Ben Wilson. Why are basketball stories so fucking sad? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, this one is particularly sad because besides him, him being shot for no reason he then also was taken to a hospital that didn't have the correct trauma unit and it was so egregious that there's now a law in his honor that you if you have a certain type of wound you have to be taken to a certain type of hospital like if he had been taken to the right place he wouldn't have died and so that's so sad and, and the and the guy who shot him has become extremely reformed and yeah. then leads discussions about gun violence and gangs you know so obviously a, a positive outcome in his life came out of it but ben wilson was Supposed to be the next LeBron, thing, yeah. You know, and, w and was killed at 17. I love the documentary because it is so moving, but they utilize cartoons and that's kind of how they do the flashbacks. And you can tell it's really like a celebration of like black artists from Chicago and Chicago and, and like mm, the, yeah. What? R. Kelly's in it. Oh, <laughs> He's well, he like played with him. I mean, R. Kelly is from Chicago. Yeah, no, for it's sure. Tough. And he, he's known as a, he plays, he's pretty good at basketball from what I heard. But yeah, oh boy. no, it's hard. It's hard to talk about some of these things and realize who's involved. Like, again, comedian last night, big Cosby chunk in there. Oh yeah, that was tough. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. It, I mean, I know, I know, I know. It's really, I mean, yeah. This documentary was made in 2012. Let's get R. Kelly in there. You know, that's uh... no. I it was it did something because when I was watching it, you know. Obviously, not a lot of us knew about the Benji story. And like, I just, you know, Derek Rose had talked about him uh, a lot in his first few years, his career or whatever. But then there's that like twist or that moment where you think the story's over and then they start interviewing the, the guy. Well, he's a, then a guy, but he was a kid when he shot. They were all kids. Yeah. Benji. 
and no way was it justified ever, but you un- he explains it and you understand how it happened. Mm-hmm. And like, I've never seen that. I've like never seen that in a, in a movie where, you know, he, he's in jail and he's reformed and he's like, I was a kid and now he's trying to reach out to kids who think that's what you resort to and in altercations. And it's, yeah, it's really intense and, and great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my number two. That's a great one. Okay, CJ, you want to give us your number two? Yeah, another devastating one. Oh, um, Lenny Cook. Yeah. Directed by the Safdie brothers, which I feel like just doesn't get enough talk despite. No, Lenny no. Cook. No, no, I haven't seen this one. Oh, man. So this is directed by the Safdie brothers. And it was a Showtime, Showtime documentary. Um, I believe some of the NBA players who funded it were uh, Joe Keem, Noah, uh, Carmelo Anthony. But this is the story of Lenny Cook, who was ranked ahead of LeBron and Melo and Chris Bosh and Noah at ABCD camp um, and was expected to go number one and his fall from grace. Like, he, again, we talk about he was LeBron. Like, he was in LeBron's class and on several lists was ranked higher. And they started following him sort of in his prime. And it has, like, the blindside elements. He went and uh, lived it, with a wealthy... What's that? It almost feels like it was, like, blindside gone wrong. Like, yeah, he yeah. got a white family and they were... It wasn't good. I think, yeah. I mean, she admits the uh, the mom who who took him in, like, admits to letting him slide a little too much. Um, I mean, you see the battles at ABCD camp, which was just like legendary for you know seeing those high school prospects. Um, and you you watch him watch the draft, and he's he's watching Kwame Brown get drafted, and then he's like eating McDonald's, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm, that's going to be me next year. Uh, and then you see him go to Vegas for the first time for a tournament and he's getting, you know, into trouble with girls. You see oh, agents man. trying to like corrupt his life already. Um, and the downfall, again, I don't want to spoil much, but there's just one scene where, so there's the footage that they filmed of him in high school and a little bit of college, but then it's, then half the movie is present day and you see what he's become and what his life is now and then he's like checking in with the, the other pro players like Joe Keem and LeBron and all these guys. And it's, it's devastating. And there's, but there's little pockets of like hope in there, I think. But then also directed and with a little bit like, a, you know, of a Safety Brothers twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It won the best endings. It's very, it's moving. It's good. I, I feel like now that we're giving our list, CJ and I have just seen all the same movies because CJ makes me watch anything he likes. Like you showed me Undefeated and Lenny. Yeah. So, well, I'm glad you, that Jamel, we, Jamel hasn't seen these. I, I like, I want you to go and watch these and report back. I needed, I needed some new shit anyway. I've been watching Madam Secretary and I needed some new shows. <laughs> My dad says, best show on TV. There you go. Best there, show on yeah. TV, Meg. <laughs> Madam Secretary is low-key kind of fire. <laughs> Very quickly, before we get to our number one picks, um, w- w- I wanted to talk about what did you think of The Last Dance overall after a few weeks have gone by? Um, I thought it was good. I wish they didn't rush to put it out, considering mm. we don't have anything to watch anyway. But... <laughs> I am very glad I got to watch it. And, uh, you know, hey, it's it's the Jordan doc. It's not exactly yeah, uh-huh. the doc of, of the Bulls. And that's fine. <laughs> it, it turns out, you know, Michael Jordan, pretty interesting dude. And kind of the Bulls. Yeah. He is, yeah. you know, if you're going to. Yeah, I, I, I've said this before. It definitely changed my opinion of Michael Jordan. I just like wanted to hate him so much just because he beat the Pacers all the time um, and in such heartbreaking fashion, but it really endeared me to him. And I'm so happy that I have my birthday twin to celebrate now. But yeah, there was definitely times where I was like, where are we? What's going on? I know yep. a lot of people did not like the timeline jumps. Um, it didn't fully bother me. I, I, I get why they did it, but it wasn't my favorite part either. I like the timeline jump. If we're if we're just conceding that this is going to be about Mike, you might as well run it all, uh, which I, you know, I, I did not mind, actually. I like seeing I want- Mike look weird and uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, I wanted all of that, too. I think they just could have done it 
in chronological oh. order. Yeah, I, I and, dig that. You know, I just, you know, what, thinking about that too, because I had issues with that, but I just didn't think they had the footage to do it because it would have been like episode one, 90 through 97. And then. Gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, I mean, Rob Hayes, uh, me and Rob Hayes were talking about how if you're like a diehard, it, it's not, it's almost not for you or it, you can find too many in- inaccuracies. Like a lot of the music too just didn't line up, but it's just like, you know what? We're nerds. Like, that's yeah, stupid. we're just having fun. We're just having a fun time. Yeah. You know, and I'm cool with that. Uh, I liked that. Um, it seemed like people didn't really like Mike, like the team, like he's like Mike's cracking jokes and nobody's really laughing. <laughs> yeah. You know, a little shit like that was very interesting. I mean, were they scared? Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I, like he seemed from watching it. I was like, oh, he's less mean than I thought he was going to be. Like, I was like, he seems actually like pretty charismatic and fun. Now, we didn't see the physical altercations that happened in practice. And so then when it's like this, it's all the footage. It's like, OK, well, can we see him punch Steve Kerr? Like yeah. that's then we're talking about all the footage. So he came out. Like when you hear those reports of like, uh oh, Mike is like, no one's going to like me. No one's going to like me after they see this. And then you see it and you're like, no, you actually seem like hot and cool. <laughs> I don't know why it would be against well, you. But what, what, what happened to Luke? No Luke Longley? Like, yeah. Not oh, a, not a you, there's just people that were fully he left obvious, out. Of course he wronged Mike in some way. He like, he probably said like Stacey Augman's name out loud. <laughs> He's like, Stacy played well tonight, right, Mike? And Michael just like canceled him in his brain. Don't yeah. like <laughs> you talking about Stacy Ogman? You only talk about Michael Jordan. Yeah. Like, Who the fuck is Stacy Ogman? <laughs> I'm gonna make you Stacy Ogman. I don't even know who this is. Hawks. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, just like uh, a just a throwback shooting guard. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, you wanna take a yeah, break? Let's and take a break and we'll be right back with our number one picks. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and we're back. So, Jamel, how it works is uh, Megan and I will give ours, and you'll be the big finale. 
Ooh. All right, Megan. Wow. Number one. Okay, so my number one, neither of you may have seen this. Okay. Um, it's my absolute favorite documentary of any kind. I already know what it is. I'm it changed curious. how I viewed the world entirely. It is called Schooled the Price of College Sports. It came out in 2013. It was okay. directed by Trevor Martin, not our friend. Um, I guess there's more than one white man named Trevor Martin in the world. And Ross Finkel. It's It basically takes a look at the exploitation that the NCAA has. And it's no coincidence that the most exploited people of that system are black men. And it's so... It's Sonny Sonny Vaccaro. Is that yep. mm-hmm. he is in it? He he definitely talks about like how he regrets making the shoe deal. Arian Foster uh, is heavily featured in it. I think he was part of maybe even producing it, and he was basically blacklisted by the NCAA, and that's why he fell so far in the draft, despite being an amazing running back in college. Yeah, I mean, college sports are a $12 billion industry that only rises every year. And the most profitable sports and people that make the most profit or are providing the most profit are paid nothing. So it really like if you are on the fence or like, I don't know, nothing's better than a free education. You have to watch this documentary. I mean, I think it's extremely relevant with what is happening in our country right now. It would be very, very eye-opening. It's it's devastating. They they just ruin people's lives just because they can and it's so fucked up, but this this really like shows the people that are fighting for it and yeah, it's a, it's a really I think it's just so well done and I wish more people had seen it. I'll be I haven't seen any of these and I'm and I'm with the concept and I think fucking any of the big sports should just not even be in college. The best the biggest sport in college should be fucking lacrosse. If y'all want to act yeah. all <laughs> fucking snooty like yeah. that and then ruin them yeah. white kids lives. Yeah. I mean, I mean it ends up showing that like the highest paid person in every single state is a college football coach. Yeah, uh, it's really which is dumb. Yeah. They wear fucking they wear visors around. I know, <laughs> I know. Well, and then th- it, this ended up having some amount of controversy uh, around it because in one of the clips, Arian Foster, like I, I think, confesses to letting a coach buy him pizza at one point in college because he had no money, and the NCAA like got mad about that when this video when this film came out and it's like no you you are exploiting and robbing yeah now especially everything we know with cte it's like if you're playing college football you are also putting your life at risk you have to be compensated for that and i know the state of california is pushing for that i i hope we're big enough and rich enough and have enough schools that we can push that through for the rest of the country yeah, I, I mean, fucking hate the, the, the Reggie, but like this happened yesterday. Was it yesterday? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't believe this is a news. Like, I can't believe this existed. A school disassociates so they forget that a player, maybe the greatest NCAA running back of all time. And the USC was just like, oh, we're going to forget on it. Mm-hmm. Because because why? Like, what were the specifics on I that? I think he... Uh, did he get a house? Something like that. His mom got a house. Yeah, like, he deserves was, a house. He deserves a house. Yeah. <laughs> Are you insane? Right. His mom deserves a house. Like the amount of money in like th- that that USC football team was a NFL team. That was like the amount of money they were generating is insane. Yeah, it's really they end up showing like a, a guy's whole career being ruined because he like got too much help on a paper like they like pick and choose what they what they get angry about and it's what's nice is you a lot of these sanctions are coming down in college basketball and they're just kind of like we don't fucking care about you Mm -hmm. it seems and i hope this is what happens is that people will just start to ignore the ncaa because it is a monopoly which is illegal in our country but some psychopath set it up to be fine that way. It's just, yeah, it's really, it, it's basically the history of the NCAA and then how it turned out to be evil, what we see today. Yeah. Schooled. They're going to make a sequel now. Now that like the NBA guys are going to the G League, going overseas, like LaMelo's about to be, I think he's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And to, I mean, 
despite LeVar, people thinking LeVar is crazy. Like he took an alternative route and I think it's going to pay off. Yeah. And he then owns that, the team he played for. And then that could, that could just break down the whole system or you'll, yeah. you'll see it start yeah. to break and play, down. Yeah. I think it already is starting to. Yeah. All right. Oh, Jeme- but I do. Oh, ha- oh yeah. sorry. sorry. I do have um, honorable mentions. Uh, OJ Made in America, uh-huh. and then also this. This one was on every single like greatest list that I had seen. So I watched it today, and they don't do. It's called Senna. It's about a Formula One driver who was like tragically killed, and it is very, very beautifully shot. And I would recommend it. Okay. Oh, and I forgot. <laughs> Race car drivers are so hot. Like wow. Uh, CJ walked in and was like, he's ugly and i'm like he is so hot and you are mad how hot he is in our house oh. right now looks like a white dude in a hat no he was brazilian and he was so fine and he never got married and at his funeral all these models are coming up and crying on his casket and it's like good for you dog that's awesome <laughs> okay cj you're all right my one pick, pick i'm gonna make a real quick easy simple hoop dreams directed by steve james the story of arthur aging wayne gates west side of chicago of course, their their journey through high school and what becomes of them. I still follow Arthur Ag on Twitter. He he travels the world giving lectures and William Gates. I think I forget what happened to him, but yeah, beautiful. It started. It was like uh, it was an innovative film at Absolutely. the time. Absolutely, yeah. That's a great pick. Yeah, probably one. Probably the most famous. Most um, famous and I'd say top 100 movies. Wow. Okay, great. Yeah. All right. Short and sweet. Any honorable mentions from you? Gunning for that number one spot. Uh, directed by one of the Beastie Boys. Whoa. It's about 24 of the best high school players come and play at Rucker. Uh, Rutgers? Ke- no, Rucker. Rucker Park. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and that one's great. Check that out. Basketball. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Basketball. Kevin Love's in it. Uh, Brandon Jennings. There's a lot of players that you would know. All right. Okay, Jamel, you ready to bring us home? Yes, my number one, another new one, the Diego Maradona doc. Uh, yeah. On HBO. Holy fucking shit. It's it's about like his fall from grace, okay? You kind of they throw you into like he's out of Argentina, he's left Barcelona and he blew his ankle up and the documentary starts when he goes to Napoli, this team in Italy, the worst team in Italy and the like the the most disrespected city in the country, which is the most racist country possibly of all the countries. And there uh yeah, it just follows him like taking this team from last to being the best team in Europe and how the mob uh, basically got him hooked on cocaine. And and he's like, he's catching drug trafficking charges and, uh, you know, a couple, a couple illegitimate babies in the mix. A lot of, a lot of shots of him shaking it up in the club with a silk shirt on. Uh, Oh man, this documentary has it all. uh, And, and they got it in droves for you. Uh, yeah, that one kept popping up. I mean, I, I'm so hard-headed about... I just got to watch other sport Yeah, you got to watch other sports, honey. But and Maradona is such like, a recognizable name, and I knew nothing about... I didn't no idea that that's his story. No, I did not know that the mob got him hooked on drugs. Like, and what was the reason for and that? And we're talking Naples mob. This is not... This is not Gandolfini mob. Where yeah. This is like the original, yeah. the birthplace yeah. of the mob. Yeah. yeah. This is some, like, he's really in with the mob in this joint. It's crazy, man. Why, and why also, was he in with the mob? Well, you know, like, I, I'm sure they played a role in him coming to Italy because Italy was like the biggest uh, soccer league at the time. And as a lot of people know, pretty corrupt. A lot of mob guys got a lot of money tied up with a lot of teams out there. So he's out there. And as the team is getting bigger, like people are literally calling this dude God on the streets. Like they're painting him uh, with saints. Like they got the Virgin Mary, like holding him like a baby. Like, yo, he was on some like beyond like bigger than Michael Jackson. What? In Na- in I, Naples. That's crazy. Yeah, I was about to say that's like Kobe. Like here in LA, you you turn as a Kobe. Mural. Exactly. That's like, damn. But then imagine like yeah, yeah. Then they like turn on him though. You know, it goes it all goes bad. It's got it's a, it's a pretty it's long, and you got to read subtitles, which sucks. Oh, but but to me that 
if you if you have to read and it's long, then it's a good documentary. <laughs> yeah, that, that should be <laughs> yeah. a rule. No, You're that's like, a great I'm one. learning. Okay. That sounds yeah. I love that. Like we all walked away with a little homework too. Yeah. We almost need to do a follow-up episode where it's like I watched I've watched the ones that you've suggested. I'm excited. I always for this is like I we gotta all keep sports docs like a in our notes of just think because they pop up all the time and I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I want to see that. And but I But that been tricked yeah. on there's some real trash ones that I get tricked. Oh yeah, on. yeah the XFL great. one. Ooh, the I, XFL ooh. one was Bad. I, yeah, there's definitely. Hey, you guys ever seen the U one? You, of course you have the. Oh yes. yeah, there's two yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Okay, now let maybe I need to rewatch it and revisit it. But I swear, when I watched it, I got a sort of uh, inter-team sex scandal vibe. I feel like some dudes on Miami were definitely having sex with each other, and Whoa. it was a part of the thing. And it's like, give us that documentary. <laughs> give us that. Take us behind. Yeah. The- yeah it's um, with documentaries, you really like I'm so it's not even gullible. I'm just so quick to be on whoever's side. Like mm-hmm. you could show me a documentary. And I'm like, put them all in jail. And then I could watch the flip side one and be like, put them in jail. Like I am swayed so easily that you really have to look at who is behind it. The XFL yeah. one was like created. It was it was directed and EP'd by the son, like Dick Ebersol's son. And it's like, no, you can't make a documentary about your dad where there's cheerleaders <laughs> being like, we'd love to fuck the players. It's like, get this trash out yeah, of here. Yeah, conveniently <laughs> when the new XFL was going to come back. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I think we're getting better at sniffing out the purpose of these documentaries being made. Yeah. Oh, that Firefest one was so interesting because everyone was like, I like the Hulu one better. I liked it. And then it was like, okay, but that one was made by, one of them was made by the Firefest guy. Yeah. And so then it was like, well, I can't like that one anymore. Yeah. I mean, I Don't guess get you could, brainwashed. People. You could just make a documentary to make yourself look the best you can look too, which is kind of an issue people had with the last dance. It's like, we're seeing what Jordan wants us to see to some extent. Yeah. I mean, although I feel like it's made him a better person. In the end, like he's like, oh, eyes are back on me. Yeah, $100 million. And he's been backing is, it up is, since, yeah. you know? He hasn't like... And they talked a little shit on him. I think it was good. I think he was too occupied with retired life to really like keep 100% control of that doc. Call me a little silly pie, but I would love to see him and Isaiah become friends. All right. I think it would be sweet and fun. Two people I used I'm, to really dislike both of them, but it's just like, come on, guys, you're old. If if Isaiah wasn't from Chicago, they'd be friends already. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. There's saltiness on both sides. Yeah, there's saltiness on both sides. And Michael Jordan, the saltiest man. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah, there, it's wild that there is no salty nickname. I mean, I guess that reputation is only recent, but yeah, there should be some sort of salty nickname. But I'll brainstorm. I'll bring it back on the on the next episode. Jamel, you got anything to plug? I I loved your episode of Airbuds that you did with Clark Jones and Carl Tart. So I recommend that for all of our listeners as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Airbuds pod is still firing. And uh, JamelJohnson.com. I got some new stand-up on there. Quarantine filtered stand-up for you guys. Yeah, wait, quickly. Give the premise of your special, uh, which I loved and bought off Venmo. Okay. Oh shit. Thanks. It's, uh, it's called friend or foe. And, uh, it's basically me kind of just like alone. No, no laughs. It's just me telling jokes into a void. And, you know, it's, you know, th- through the magic of editing, cause I, it was, it's an old tape that I just had laying around and we've been locked in the house for about a month. And like, I'm just sitting on this fucking thing and, and people have like tapes that are okay all the time. And like people add laughs. I was like, what if I just removed them? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really good. People, check that out. Uh, you can check out my stuff at CJ Toledano on Twitter. And I'm at Megan Gailey on Twitter. Uh, Jamel, thank you so much for being here with us today. And yeah, thank you guys for listening. Please rate and subscribe and, and do all... The, oh, people have been sending us suggestions for episodes. I love that. Keep that up. If you have and for the nasty, record, yeah. for the record, I, I I have seen When We're King, When We Were Kings, okay? It just has been a while. I don't want to come off like I'm some sort of knob. I was just really high. And my favorite part is anytime 
Joe Frazier comes. Joe Frazier, his interactions with Joe Frazier and Howard Cosell are the best. Yeah. I'm so glad that you thought on that. That is beautiful. Um, no one would have come for you. They no. they really just come for CJ hey. and my relationship. Yeah. Um, I'm, just, so. I'm checking really all my work you. on everything, you know? That's right. <laughs> you are black excellence. Yeah, Jamel, thank you so much. Yeah, rate, listen, subscribe. Be safe. Be well. Wear a mask if you're so inclined. CJ's phone is fucking blowing All up. All right. Um, happy birthday, Mom. <laughs> happy birthday, Dad. You can't and... even post pictures without a mask on. I posted no. an old picture of me without a mask on and people came for me. Yeah, you have oh. to be like, this was pre-quarantine. There's like a lot of steps you have to go through so people are not angry with you, for sure. But yeah, happy birthday to Megan's dad. My bad. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday Googie happy birthday Grumps alright um, okay and we'll see you guys next week bye The Greatest is a production of iHeartRadio for more podcasts from iHeartRadio visit the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season and so are we I'm Tori Deal and I'm Anissa Ferreira the wait is over guys all stars Four is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town South Africa for the prize of $300,000 and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.